Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Another big day of news. We'll update you on what happened at Willy Rioli's day in court. And plenty of big names have had plenty of big things to say. And, of course, time on's your say on the news of the day. one 736 736 to get yourself involved. Indeed, welcome to Time On for your Wednesday evening. I hope you've had a cracking day. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen off the temper text. Temper a mattress like no other. Uh, let's start rolling our way through. I've got a couple of hours to spend with you tonight, but for the next hour, of course, your say on the news of the day. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. After seven o'clock, uh, and maybe even before, I want to put something on the agenda that might not make me very popular with you. Uh, and it's to do with umpires. So after 7 o'clock, we're going to be joined by Michael Vozzo, who umpired 281 games, two grand finals, um, and just have a chat about his experience, and I'll put some of my ideas to him about two things that need to change uh, when it comes to our umpires. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. West Coast Premiership for Willie Rioli has avoided conviction uh, and has been placed on a good behaviour bond after pleading guilty to drug possession. He appeared in Darwin Local Court today charged with possessing a Schedule 2 dangerous drug of less than a trafficable quantity. Um, his lawyer has said after the decision that shame, loss, humiliation and grief are how Willie Rioli is currently feeling, according to lawyer Mark Thomas, uh, during sentencing submissions. He is truly ashamed and regretful for what has occurred. Uh, Your Honour has a trite and humble young man before you. So uh, avoided conviction has Willie Rioli. He's been placed on a good behaviour bond. Uh, what happens now with him uh, and the West Coast Eagles is yet to be determined. Um, and Craig Vozzo... Uh, from the West Coast Eagles spoke yesterday uh, about their mixed emotions coming into it and uh, and seemed to be very much in two minds about what would happen for Willie Rioli. Uh, some other things kicking around today. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield was on with Jared Waitley, which is always uh, interesting, the uh, head of the Players Association or the president of the AFL Players Association. But it was interesting to get his view on what had happened with Shea Bolton and Daniel Rioli, the uh, the nightclub incident that a lot of people have been having their say on. Paddy Dangerfield spoke to that uh, with Jared today. I think that the challenges are, especially when you go out and you you know you're letting your head in after a stressful week or whatever it might be, is that you're dealing with dickheads that pull out their phones 
at a nightclub and are just trying to film something to put on social media. They're looking for a reaction. So you're on a highway to nothing as a player. And, you know, we had a few of our players that were at the, the same nightclub the boys were at. Um, you know, we've got to treat our players like adults and they've got to be able to, you know, go out and enjoy themselves. But you do deal with with members of the general public that are out there for nothing but trouble. So, um, yeah, I really sympathise with, um, with the boys because they're in a really difficult situation where something inappropriate happens to a partner and, yeah, maybe with, with wiser heads, and I think Brendan Gale said this, you might react differently, um, but that's easier to say from the grandstands as well. Yep. It's, it's, a diff- it's a different thing when, you, when you're there in the heat of the moment and it's like, this is, this is crap, this is inappropriate, I'm not dealing with this. Um, so, yeah, I get it as, as, a, as an older player now, what I'd probably do versus, you know, it's a, it's a difficult situation when you're actually there. But, you know, I think we still need to let our players live their lives. And as soon as we don't allow them to do that, at the moment we'll have players step away from the game because it's just not enjoyable. It's really interesting, that last part, isn't it? That there's a, there's a lot to, a lot of perks and benefits to being uh, an Aussie rules footballer. You get the, the adulation that comes with, with playing a professional sport. You also get to play a professional sport because when we were kids, it was all about the fun. So imagine being able to do something you love and, and get paid for it. Uh, you get uh, significantly well remunerated. Um, but there are the downsides, like there are to any single profession. And if we got to a point where we had to say uh, to every player at every club, no, just don't go out. Just avoid the public at all costs because this is what can sort of happen to you. Um, then how many players would say, no, that's not for me? And, and how much would the game suffer? That's just uh, something to keep in mind when we think, oh, they should just suck it up and get on with it. Um, for some, money's not everything in life. Uh, if, if you weren't able to go out, enjoy yourself. Jack Watts spoke about this today and said that every single time he would have to go out with his mates, it was on a Herald Sun podcast, he spoke about it today and said every time he'd have to go out with his mates, they would have to leave the, the, uh, every weekend. Every time he'd, he would go out with his just schoolmates, they would invariably have to leave multiple venues throughout the course of the night because of the harassment that he would get. And oftentimes he'd end up just going home and then leaving them there to try and, so that they could have their fun and he wasn't a distraction for them. Um, say what you want about Jack Watts, but that's that's not how anybody's life should really be getting lived. And again, you might think, no, nah, that all comes with the territory. Bad luck, suck it up, put up with it. Uh, but I wonder if it got to a stage where we've had people texting in and calling in this week saying players just should not go out then I wonder how many would continue on being players rather than just being able to live, you know, a life. It's interesting. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 Jared got a call from Dave from Epping who said that he was there on the, the fateful night uh, and this is what he had to say as an eyewitness. I witnessed it from the start to the end. The guys are pretty big, by the way, you know, Bolton and Rioli, they're not that tall. They clearly instigated it, you know. They knew who they were. You could tell that they knew who Rioli and Bolton were, that they were footballers. They wanted to fight, you could tell. As I'm here, I'm sick of listening to everyone, you know, saying that the players, you know, they should be more wiser and all that. But the way that occurred and the way that happened, I saw it. You know, anyone else would react the same whether you're 20 or 40 years old. Players were picked on. I didn't really want to speak to anyone because I don't want to be speaking to, you know, the police or the AFL or whatnot. But I'm here to stand up for the players too because I think they were absolutely in their right. 
There we go. From an eyewitness who says they were absolutely in the right. Uh, 1-300-736-736-043-398-1116. Lucas in Murrumbina, who wants to talk about players being able to go out. Lucas, hello to you. Hey, guys. How you going? Good, mate. Yeah, just want to like I live in Richmond, right? So I, I frequently go out to heaps of places, and there's heaps of AFL players that are present, and, and other celebrities. So I think the behaviour that I see from the general public is actually quite respectful towards these players. So I think we've, we're, we're really highlighting less than one percent of general public's reaction to AFL players being present. So I think we're, we're really making a bigger issue than what it is. And like obviously there are, there are idiots around, and people that'll that'll carry on and instigate a problem. But I don't think we should be making it a bigger issue than what it is because this could happen to any any sort of person. Um, but obviously, these AFL players have a high profile, so it's, it's, been, it's been made a big media frenzy. Yeah, from from what that guy said, though, they were targeted and, and the player's partner was targeted because these guys knew who they were and wanted to go and try and, uh, and, make, and, and create that situation. They wanted to go and try and be, yeah. you know, be... Be heroes. Have you? Yeah, so you yeah. did you say, Lucas? Because your phone line just broke up a little bit. Did you say that you've been out with a lot of AFL players and celebrities, and and all of your interactions that that you've been there and witnessed yeah. have been all been good? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, recently there was Hawthorne function. They were at Union House, and yeah, they were just really nice guys, and everyone yep. was really respectful, and everyone recognised several players that were there, and it was just a really, a really just good sort of environment, and I think. Yeah, it is unfortunate to hear that people did want to instigate with AFL players. But I think from what I've seen and, and, and what I've been around, it's, yeah, it's pretty respectful. And Yeah, I, 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 would, I would agree with that for the, for the most part. And, and, and as we've said, there's trust me, I've seen players acting the fool and, and being disrespectful to the members of public before. But more often than not, when there is an issue, it come, it's because of the issues coming at them, not the other way around from, from my experience as well. And, and you're right, more often yeah. than not... It, it, it all is quite fine, but I have seen there and stood there and, and witnessed some players that I was having a beer with have people approach them and you can just tell that they're trying to get that player to say something that they can use to try and start a fight, to try and make a note, you know, big note themselves, be a hero. I've stood there and watched it recently to, to a guy I know who just handles it beautifully, never never lets it escalate, uh, and that's a nightly occurrence every time he goes out because someone wants to try and take on a guy that was seen as a bit of a hard man as a player, and I watch his mates lining up behind him going, you know, nudging each other going, here we go, here we go, and I just think, jeez, oh, you, you couldn't pay me enough to have to go and put up with that. But, Lucas, thank you for your perspective. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Cheers. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Paddy Dangerfield also uh, addressed some of the issues that Jared was putting on the table in regards to the soft cap and the impact that it's having uh, on the footy departments. We've got work to do. Um, certainly, from from a from a medical side and the and the care that we provide players with, um, you know, I think every club in the competition has has reduced the the physios that they have on air, on hand to to service players with, and with that, I think, and it's you know still a small sample size, but I think it's it's contributed to. Um, to, to injuries to a certain extent, and I, I would see how I would find it very difficult how you could argue the latter when you don't have as many people to spread the load because all of a sudden you've got two physios that have to care for forty odd players instead of three. 
You know, you're just not getting that same care because it's physically not impossible. Uh, it's physically impossible to to keep your eye over over that many players. So, you know, I, I come back to we understand why the cuts were were implemented to begin with, but we've also got to look at review it, look back, and and now take stock. And I think review where we where we are going forward and make sure that we have as many players on the park performing week to week to generate the income that you know clearly is critical to the game from a business sense i see it as an investment as much as anything he spoke about the balance for the assistant coaches and the coaches at the moment uh, as their numbers have been cut yeah i think so and, and look in my position um and from a pa point of view we were all about trying to make sure and understanding that the players in the face of the game they put on the show and we want to make sure that they're um, whilst there was going to be a hit that they're well protected um, but looking back and, and, and viewing it now we need to we need to look after our coaches because I think we, we run a very real risk of losing great people within the game and you only need to listen to Ross Lyons comments about coaching to understand that it's 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 not all champagne and roses it's a bloody hard caper and the other side you know it, it, it's pretty appealing when you don't have all the stress and commentary that comes with being a senior coach now that's that's fine that's what it is but what it also was was being well paid for that and now it it's it's misaligned uh, that was Paddy Dangerfield speaking about the the well the the misaligned work schedule uh, of the uh, assistant coaches in the footy department at the moment. Jared also asked, and Jared raised the idea that maybe the senior coach's salary is what the market's willing to pay, and that's not included in the soft cap. Uh, he asked Danger as we go to the break, and you can have your say on everything that Paddy had to say and everything else that's making news today on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. But uh, Jared asked Danger if uh, the coach was the most important uh, figure in that soft cap. No doubt. Everything, everything within a senior within a, within a football club, um, and, and no doubt that the CEO runs the football club, and that's that's a hugely important part of a club. He's the boss after all, um, but it's also governed by the board. And on the floor, the tone is always set by the senior coach. And the most important part of the club is how it functions and winning games. At the end of the day, this is an industry of wins and losses and success comes from winning games. And that's most affected by the senior coach, the way that he carries himself. That is the mood that's generated throughout the week. And excellent senior coaches have a balanced view on things and and you don't experience the emotional roller coaster that happens in our competition because it's hard competition to win games in. You know, good luck tipping from week to week. Form form can change. But but really well-balanced senior coaches are the ones that can keep everyone level-headed, um, unemotional to an extent, and you'll experience more success because of that. And that at the moment, the pressure that we put on our senior coaches is, is really, really significant. Um, you know, I'd... I certainly have concerns for players' mental health and that's a challenge that we continue to go through. But I tell you what, it 
compared to a senior coach, well, we. Paddy Dangerfield with Jerry Whiteley Lay, SEN.com.au for the full chat. Jacob Wietering was also with Jerry. We'll hear from him. Josh Marnie spoke to Gary and Tim today about the contracts for Jake Stringer and Zach Merritt. He updated uh, you on Irving Mosquito. And uh, Sam Edmund uh, raised the possibility of North asking for a priority pick. Mitch Robinson has weighed in on Jeremy Finlayson's verdict at the tribunal last night. That and a whole lot more to get through. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. your say on the news of the day. It's time on... You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Yeah, I think, I mean, players are, are men, they're adults, they, they make their own decisions and uh, for us, in season we've got to go out each each week and do a job for, for the club, our team, our families um, and that's what we're getting paid to do. So you can't really do too much that uh, will hinder you in that sense, um, but at the same time the players have to live a life and, and uh, enjoy themselves and um, if it's a seven, eight day break, um, boys are, you know, more than welcome to go out and uh, have a beer with friends and family and um, that's something that, that, that clubs don't want to take away. There's certainly a mental wellbeing space that's been well talked about in the AFL for, for a few years now and, and that's something we're uh, really concentrating on, especially at the AFLPAs. Jacob Wiedering from the Carlton Footy Club speaking to Jared Waitley today about this issue in regards to players going out after uh, what's transpired uh, last weekend with Shea Bolton now having a fractured wrist. Daniel Rioli uh, involved uh, Daniel Rioli's girlfriend's birthday party at a nightclub in the city. Um, we've had witnesses ring in and say that the players were completely faultless and blameless in what transpired and, and, and it was instigated by the other parties. Uh, we're told that the... Um, that Dan Rioli's girlfriend was verbally abused and inappropriately touched. Dan Rioli intervened to de-escalate the situation. He was assaulted. Shea Bolton got involved and his wrist has now been fractured. So we don't know if Shea Bolton fractured his wrist by punching someone or he's fallen over. We're told that those men were substantially bigger than the two players in question. There were other players, we're told, that were there that would just, well, what do we do here? Because we don't want to get into trouble and we don't want our mates being hurt. Um... And yet there's still a lot of people that saying that the players should have known better, which doesn't sit well with me, given that there's an ad campaign at the moment asking people to call out and step in when women are disrespected, uh, abused and mistreated. We've got an ad campaign where we're trying to be better in that space. So Danielle done that with, when it's come to his girlfriend, like any person would do, uh, and then has been assaulted for it. And there's a text here that I find really interesting. Haven't these players seen the advert that one hit can kill and walk away from it if the guy Bolton hit died, even though Bolton didn't start it? So we don't actually know that Shea Bolton hit anyone, but that person there saying that it's Shea Bolton who should know better than the person who actually assaulted Daniel Rioli or allegedly assaulted Daniel Rioli. So there's one rule for the players is there and, and another rule for the general public. Well, I don't understand that. Just because they're good at kicking a footy uh, and they get well paid, uh, there's other professions that earn far more, we expect them to somehow be UN peace treaty negotiators. These are guys in their early 20s who do get well educated on how to de-escalate and try to defuse and walk away, which what we're told is what Dan Rioli, Damien Hardwick said, tried to deactivate the situation, was punched for it. And we've had a witness say that the players were clearly wanting to rile and target the players, that the, that the instigators were clearly trying to instigate uh, and to, uh, to go after the players. So I don't understand why we, have, why, we don't have, why we don't want 
why there's one rule for one and one rule for the others. And just because they are footy players that get paid, we expect them to be Kevin Spacey and the negotiator, and they're young men in their early 20s. So that's the situation that we've been led, yet for some it's, well, don't they know what could go wrong if someone gets hit? Yeah, we could, we could be having a conversation right now tonight talking about Dan Rioli still being in hospital because somebody punched him. But yet it, we, we want to point the finger at the players. I, don't, I just don't get that. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Brad's in Point Cook, who's got a, a perspective on this. G'day, Brad. G'day, mate. How are you tonight? Yeah, good, thank you. Just two points. Um, I mean, I'm 40-odd now, and I'm not going to say the exact age. It's showing it. But I don't do security, security work for um, BLH Group for five or six years in Camberwell, Hawthorne, and all those places. And we, obviously, those areas had, um, that was sort of when Trent Crowe was big and all those guys. And what they put up with, mate, was just not good enough back then. Um, and, you know, you, you didn't want to have to separate them into other rooms, but occasionally you did. And the second point is, uh, so it's been going on for a long time. The second point is, why haven't these guys that actually attacked these two been, been named and shamed and banned from these places? Why haven't they been all over the newspaper? That's yeah. my point. Why haven't they been attacked and been put on, on the front page of the paper and going, this isn't good enough? Yeah, uh, Justin Lepich raised that point yesterday, Brad. And, and you, you're a security guard, so you've seen these situations. So, Because we're getting a lot of texts from people saying they should just walk away. So in this situation, you as a former security guard, how easy is it to walk away in a situation where your So Dan Rioli's partner is being verbally abused and has just been inappropriately touched? Um, it's it's a lot hard. Sorry, mate. It's a lot harder than what people think. Yeah. Depending on a number of situations, how many people, how busy is the place? Because you turn your back, and that's the worst thing you can do. Is you turn your back on these people, everywhere, you can't walk away. Um, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's nice to nice to be able to think you can just walk away from it and nothing happen. But that's when, and Danny Green said a lot of this too. That's when the cow punch comes into it. But you're not looking to hit you from behind. So and it's not easy to back away either because there's people behind you. Then okay, well something else escalates again. So yes, okay, cool head on on different shoulders. You can walk away from it to a certain degree to fuse it. But it's also up to the to the people around to say, oh, this is going on here, and we actually like it because we had a lot of regulars that were going, think, oh, there's something going on over there, and you rely on other patrons as well. But there was no mobile phones back then. So there was no Instagram, there was no Facebook, there was none of that. There was none of that, let's film it instead of helping out. Let's film it instead of telling a security guard what's going on. That doesn't happen now. It's all, let's put it on Facebook, let's be the hero that puts this up, that watches an AFL player or a cricketer or anybody get get hit or throw a punch because they're going to be the ones that, that get on the newspaper for it, not the people that actually start it. Yeah, Brad, I appreciate it. You've got a perspective that uh, a lot don't, uh, having dealt with it uh, throughout your career, and I, and I thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, Tim's in Bandura. G'day, Tim. G'day. G'day, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good, thanks. Look, I, I agree with the last caller. Um, those guys that instigated and uh, assaulted, or firstly spoke, or whatever they did to um, Rioli's girlfriend, and obviously Bolton and, and Rioli, they should be named and chained. You know, totally, totally agree. Um, it's an absolute disgrace what's happened. They were just out having a good time. They're allowed to do that. Just because they play AFL football doesn't mean they can't go out and have a good time, just like everybody else. Um, it's really unfortunate. Um, it obviously, the, the league had to interview, and, you know, they didn't actually take the players' word for it. That's one thing that I found, you know, the, the AFL... Or we'll have to look at this, you know. Can't take their word for it, you know. Um, it's a real shame. Um, the, the AFL players can't go out and enjoy themselves. Have a good night. 
I've been in that situation where a partner of mine was, you know, verbally assault, uh, verbally abused and physically touched, and I sorted that out pretty you know, much on the spot. I hope he never did, does it again to anyone because it's pretty bad. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's unacceptable. And they should be named and shamed, and I hope the AFL, whoever it is, whoever they are, you know, they're named and shamed. So, Tim, you know, they can be held up as a disgrace in front of people. Tim, thank you. Of the pl- yep, I uh, appreciate the call. Yeah. Thank you very much. James is in Glen Iris. G'day, James. Hello, James. Uh, just not hearing James there. Oh, just have a... Have we got you there, James? James, you, James, have you got yourself there? Like that. Yeah, mate. James, you're on air. Far away. Yeah, so the caller that you just had on before who said that they should be named and changes is obviously doesn't understand what court proceedings or how the police, police work. The AFL players are actually celebrities. And until they understand that they're celebrities, then um, this is going to continue. So hang on. So, so once, so you're saying that once they understand that they're celebrities, then no one will hassle them ever again. Is that? No, no. They should understand that they're celebrities. They're going out. People are going to want to talk to them. People are going to want to take pictures of the of them. People are going to want to. People are going to want to punch them. That's just the way that. So James, you you think that all those three things are acceptable on the same level? So you should be prepared for a photo, for a meet and greet, and a punch. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, I don't. I don't accept that they should be meet and greeted for a punch at all. You've just said that, James. No, I didn't. You said that the players should expect to have people ask them for photos, for people want to come up to meet them, and to people to want to punch them. No, I didn't say people want to punch them. You just, James, you just did. Okay. Was there any any other point you wanted to make? It's it's the it's it's the AFL players versus the world, isn't it? Always. I don't remember saying that either, but if that's your view on it, you're more than welcome to share it. I don't agree with it. Um, and I don't think that an expectation on anyone in the public should be that when they head out, they're going to get punched. Uh, Tom's in Greensburg. G'day, Tom. Oh, gee, that was an interesting call. Um, yeah, uh, Sammy, look, I think there's two parts to this. I think, look, there's a lot of, I suppose, uh, frustration with Richmond players and just how many indiscretions they've had over the last few years, like Collingwood fans and and that sort of stuff. But I think we put that aside for this. I think, um, look, it, it wasn't, you know, obviously I think most, you know, probably 10 out of 10 guys would probably react exactly the same if they were in Rioli or Shy Bolton's um, uh, situation. I'm look. I'm 30. I've been um, out nightclubbing for 10 odd years and that sort of stuff. I've seen plenty of AFL players. I know where they go and that sort of stuff. And I, I, if if there's anything I think that needs to be maybe said is players need to be smart about where they go. There's plenty of nightclubs out there which you know will uh, which are very AFL player friendly. Yeah, a lot of people know that there's AFL players there, which brings in girls, which brings in more guys, which brings in money for the clubs. The clubs have VIP areas. They look after the players. They make sure no one gets too close. And the players have a good time. I think, you know, and, and for the most part, most players go out every weekend. There's no incidents at all. Obviously, this has um, got... They've got themselves in, into a situation where they're, 
um, there wasn't enough security around or whether, you know, uh, you know, they said that there were other players there and they stood back um, and they were, you know, they were worried about what they should be doing. I don't know whether, you know, uh, the AFL needs to, you know, maybe there's been too many players who have got a bit too sort of worried about, you know, how things are going to play out. But I think it's just about that sort of thing. If you're going to go out and you're going to, you know, have a good time, that's perfectly fine. But just have a little bit of sense about where you're going to go with your mates and don't put yourself in situations. And I think that's what Patrick Dangerfield was sort of saying this morning. You know, you don't see players like, you know, Patrick Dangerfield and, um, Eddie Betts getting in trouble anymore because they think about you know where what positions they're going to put themselves in. Tom, I appreciate you taking the time to ring, mate, and thank you for your view. I really appreciate it. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll keep taking your calls on the other side of this. Michael, Karen, Gary, uh, we'll be back with you. One three hundred seven three six seven three six zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. The temper text temper a mattress like no other. Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, welcome back to Time On, one 736 736 Your say on the news of the day. If you're heading to St Kilda Beach along at Marvel, download the SEN app and hit SEN Stadium. This is changing the game. Play-by-play, play, no delay at Marvel Stadium. That's SEN Stadium on the SEN app. We are just getting brilliant feedback uh, from those who are uh, downloading the app. They're tuning in. They've got uh, an earpiece in. They've got their mate or family member on the other side, and they're getting to hear the commentary with no delay. Uh, it's become a, a real feature for people who are attending games at Marvel Stadium, and we're loving the feedback that we're getting. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Still a few things to get through, but a lot of people wanting to have uh, their say uh, still on the uh, Dan Rioli Shea Bolton situation from the weekend, and a couple of people texting in saying this is you know yesterday's news. Well, this show is your say on the news of the day, and if this is what people want to ring up and talk about, then I am just a vessel to allow that to happen and who am I to tell you that you can't ring in to talk about what you want to talk about so if you've got something else that you want to put on the agenda one 736 736 Karen's in Essendon hello Karen hi how are you Stan good thank you um good mate um yeah I've just been listening on I've um, been driving back from having a bit of a break I'm pretty disgusted in this whole the whole comments I'm getting um, especially that guy you had a couple of weeks, a couple of calls ago about, oh, they should be okay to get punched. But besides the footballer angle, there was a young woman, which everyone seems to have forgotten, who got verbally abused and assaulted. Now, that should be the main topic of agenda, whether she's Rioli's uh, girlfriend or whatever. She was assaulted. A young girl gone out for a birthday, having a good time, and these guys decided to pick on her and this happens continually i've got a 27 year old daughter i worry every time she goes to a nightclub she very rarely goes to them anymore but i think we need to look at that over the last few months of what happened in canberra has none of these guys actually learning anything from this and it's not one of their mates willing to say that is not cool because i'm still finding guys in pack situations don't don't call their mates out. We have ads everywhere. It is just not on. And I'm really disgusted that this is, has been lost. I'm pretty angry that this has been lost in the whole thing. And we, I understand the players and good on them for sticking up for her. And that's what you should be doing. Um, but this young girl, she's probably traumatised over this. And no one seems to be caring. They're only worrying about, 
oh, these guys had a go at the players. Yes, and this happens continually. I used to go out with a lot of footballers back, way back. No phones, but it still would happen back then. So I think we need to just have a look at what's going. This is what we're trying to stop so women can feel safe when they go out. Karen, beautifully said, and thank you for ringing up and saying it. I think we were trying to make sure we presented that side of the allegations uh, yesterday and, and that you're right, the conversation's been derailed and, and taken to, to somewhere else. So thank you for reminding us of what the, the really important thing is here. And I, I really appreciate you doing so. Thanks, Dan. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Gary is in Warwick Farm. G'day, Gary. Yeah, good day, Sam. Um... I agree with that last lady. What about the woman that was assaulted? Like, that's exactly the same as what Dusty Martin did a few years ago with the chopsticks, and we all forget about that. Are these tigers protected species? I don't understand what's going on. Um, sorry, there was a lot happening there, Gary. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, I, from what I understand with the, the Dusty situation, I, I think, yeah, I, I can't remember what oh. it ended up being in the end, so I won't comment on that. Um, but uh, no, I, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear. Well, I don't. I don't have all the facts of it in front of me. So I'm. Well, the facts are. No, no, no. Hang on, Gary. I, I, I don't have all the facts in front of me from that incident. Um, therefore, I want to be careful and will be careful about what I say in regards to it. I just haven't read about it in a while, so I'm not going to pass judgment there. But is your? Are you feeling just just with that, Gary? Are you feeling like that the, the you just said you agreed with Karen, but you feel like the, the players have still done something wrong here. I, I, I just don't agree with the violent aspect. I agree you've got to stick up for your lady, but there's other ways to do it. All right, you might cop a punch, but walk away. Why, why get into that situation? Why You're a role model for the community. We, we can't have you bashing people. But we don't... We, how do we know that... I don't think we know that any... That what we do know and what we've been told is that Dan Rioli intervened to de-escalate the situation, according to the club, and then he was punched, and then Shay Bolton got yeah, involved. But Shane Bolton shouldn't have done nothing. It's not his fight. He should have just grabbed his mate and walked away, which I've seen plenty of times in pubs and nightclubs. You, you know, the smart person gets his mate and goes, let's get out of here. This is no good. Like, come on. Look, we're not children. They're, these guys are adults. They've got to be more accountable for their actions. And if the AFL don't dish out some sort of punishment, they're just as good as those guys with covering up the facts, which they, they do time after time. And I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the AFL just thinking they've got their own rules, laws, courts. It's, it's not right. And, and things have to change. And for that to change, there's got to be punishments dished out or, or things yep. that just uh, never change. I understand, Gary, why people have got fatigue with player situations, but until we get another version of events or see the CTV footage, the version of events we have is that the players actually didn't do anything wrong here. And we've got people that were there saying it wasn't a situation that they could have just walked out of. And when your mate has just been assaulted um, after he's tried to stop a situation from unfolding... It might have been a lot harder than we think to just go, OK, Bali, out we go. I'd imagine that the nightclub's crowded. I don't imagine if there's a clear exit and a clear um, avenue to get out. So I, I don't want to make a judgment on that because I, don't, I wasn't in that situation. I don't know how easy it was would have been for them to walk away. I don't know if the person punched him and then said, OK, I've thrown my one punch and now I'm going to stop in that case. And maybe it would have been silly for Shea Bolton to get involved. But I'm wondering whether that's really what happened and maybe him getting involved was to try and stop what was happening. There's a lot we don't know, but we're going on this current version of events. And sometimes I think it's just... It's very easy to say what they should have done when we weren't in their shoes. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll keep working our way through. Michael's in Preston. G'day, Michael. 
G'day, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, there's one easy solution. Bring back the COVID conditions. Uh, in, in what aspect, Michael? Oh, I'm, 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 sorry, can I just say I'd prefer us not to bring back COVID. Um, <laughs> no, no, anyone... no, 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 no. Not the COVID, the COVID conditions, the restrictions. Which are crippling nightclubs and pubs and hospitality no, no, venues. No, 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 they learn to grow vegetables and all sorts of good things instead of going out and getting drunk. So, so my, if I'm to understand this, Michael, you're saying that we should bring back lockdown for everybody? Oh, it's probably coming again the way we're going. Uh, Michael, thank you for the call. Uh, I, I appreciate it. I don't think there's anybody that wants to go back into lockdown or thinks that we should have to go into lockdown now because of the express purpose that uh, people are going to act appallingly or, or, or be assaulted. Um, sorry, Michael. I, I, I can't... Um, I can't, I can't uh, get in. Yeah, I, I don't know where that was going. Um, who's next? Ross in East Malvern. Hello, Ross. Hey, Sam. That was uh, that was pretty interesting. The last call. You it was had. slightly uh, confusing. Uh, yep, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was going to say I'm a bit with you on this. Uh, this whole the Ollie Bolton situation. It's a bit of a head scratcher. Right, people out there say, "Oh, we want football to have lives and show us a bit of your personality and don't be robots." But the minute one of them, you know, goes to a nightclub and you know, heaven forbid, some bloke try and you know touch their girlfriend and then you know try and stick up for their girlfriend and then you know their mate sort of back them up. Everyone gets in a sort of hoopballer about you know, oh, these privileged footballers, you know, how dare they? And it's just, can we just come off it? Like, have we got to a point in society where? Folks can't go out and have a couple of beers without being harassed. And even if they are and something happens, that you know, we talk about, you know, it's always the football's fault. Well, mm. really, every situation, every sort of, every uh, every perspective so far that's come out has not really said anything about the footballers other than, you know, they probably did what they what only a reasonable person would be expected to do. Right? They didn't go out looking for trouble. Um, and I just think, you know, we really have to come off it a bit because it's seriously... It's grating for, uh, for football fans. We're, we're, talk, we're on a Wednesday night going into a round and we're talking about something that happened on Saturday night between yep. two players that didn't even do anything. They totally unprovoked. But like, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't uh, Heath Shaw and Alan Didak, you know, lying to the football club and all this sort of stuff. Like, this isn't, you know, this isn't sort of, you know, suspension territory. Like, it's just a... Uh, just an absolute joke. And at the end of the day, right, these guys are footballers. Like, I'm 26 years old, you know. I was saying to someone the other day, saying, you know, we know a couple of AFL footballers or blokes that played AFL footy that are pretty quiet and anonymous now because they just didn't couldn't deal with the pressure. It just didn't, you know, it wasn't for them, right? We can't expect that everyone's going to enjoy that sort of lifestyle. Like, yep. You go and imagine being 25 years old or 24 years old like Daniel Rowe showed Bolton is. And, you know, having every idiot take a photo of you uh, if you do something wrong. It's not It's not a great lifestyle, let's be honest. So, you know, everyone's just got to take a deep breath and just remember that, you know, be thankful that these blokes aren't in hospital and, you know, uh, just remember out there that everyone makes mistakes, but these footballers have done absolutely nothing wrong here. So yep. just get off their backs. Ross, thank you, mate. Uh, you really appreciate it. Um, yeah, bit of perspective. It's funny that it's... I don't reckon we have the same expectations that we have on actors, rock stars, 
those kind of celebrities that we do on athletes. Oh, for some reason, I think we expect that athletes are just the just have to be the best behaved people on the planet, and that somehow, as a twenty six year old or early twenties, that you're good at a sport, that you should also somehow be uh, like a UN official. It, it, it just, I've never understood that. It seems like a different set of expectations on athletes than we put on any other type of celebrity. It's strange. Uh, John's in Mount Waverley. G'day, John. Yeah, just a couple of quick ones. Um, what time did this take place, this incident? Uh, from the guy that rang Jared today, he believed it was around or just before midnight. That's that's all I've got to go off. There was a bloke okay. who was there the who rang had... Jared Waitley today. Yeah, had the players had any drinks at all? Uh, I've got no idea, but um, I think they had permission to, according from the club, because it was Dan Rioli's girlfriend's birthday. They had a, a substantial break coming up. There's only a certain amount of times of the year where they get uh, the all-clear to do that, and I believe they had that. Yeah, but the difference between two beers and ten beers. I, and I don't know, I'm not saying they did, but I, I, I just think there's so much more about this story we don't know. And I just hope I just hope it's not a Didac and Heater situation where the club backs them in and then for three days later they're embarrassed. That's what I hope for. If exactly the story that it, as it stands, they've done nothing wrong. But, um, yeah, you always got to watch these things nervously, I think, as, uh, as club officials these days, unfortunately. Yeah, John, I said yesterday that I'm, I've decided that I'm, I'm gonna, if I'm going to make a mistake on this, I'd rather be naive than cynical. Um, so that's where I'm, I'm landing. Uh, I understand that we've, 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 <laughs> we've been fooled before. John, I, I totally understand that. We have been fooled before. But, uh, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, if I'm going to make a mistake on this, I'll err on the side of being naive rather than being cynical, I reckon, especially given the context of how this situation started when we're asking, you know, men to, to be better and to st speak up. Uh, one 736 736 We'll keep working through it. You're listening to Time On with Sam Hargraves on SEM. Oh, we can see what a heap of callers stacked up. We are going to change tack after 7 o'clock. I want to put umpires on the agenda, and we're going to speak to a former umpire in Michael Vozzo to do so. Lee's in Donvale. G'day, Lee. Oh, hi. How's it going? Good, thanks. Yeah, so um, I'm just wanting to say, really, that there is no other issue other than the issue of sexual assault. So, you know, there are continuous advertisements on TV stating to stamp, you know, this kind of behaviour out. But if the AFL... Um, is wanting wanting to put sanctions, they should be looking at, like, cancelling memberships and so forth, you know. There, there should be charges made, etc. We, as a society, have witnessed, you know, we're still going through this process of Black Lives Matter, hashtag me too. This is the issue. Just because these people did what they did to iconic AFL stars, so we're talking about AFL stars who are super fit, strong, so forth, you know, that just shows me that these people think that they can actually do anything they want and get away with it. So probably um, may have even been, you know, doing this sexually indecent sort of behaviour before. Who, who knows? Um, yeah, not sure, uh, Lee, but thank you for your call. And certainly uh, that's the allegation at the moment, that there was uh, abusive, verbal abuse and, and uh, that Danielle's partner was inappropriately touched. That's the uh, allegation at the minute. Steve's in Venus Bay. Hello, Steve. Thanks for taking the call, Sam. I just like to, I've got two points. One, I like to quote Stephen Gunahan, stand by your woman. And two, how good are those bombers? My son's listening, Harrison Jones, what a legend. Uh, Perkins, Nick Cox, the bombers on the rise. 2023, 
The flag is ours. Thanks for coming. There you go. What about that? Uh, I certainly agree that the crop of kids that you got in that draft are phenomenal. And, you know, to keep Zach Merritt is a big deal. Darcy Parrish is uh, on the agenda and um, Jake Stringer. So there's a lot of players coming out of contract. So there's a lot of work to do. Um, If you wanted to hear Josh Marnie speak about that, sen.com.au, the footy boss at Essendon, he spoke uh, to Gary and Tim this morning. Worth checking that out if you're an Essendon fan because he details exactly what they're going to be doing uh, in those spaces. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot to like about what the Bombers are bringing to the table from a youth point of view. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.